Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. The following is a paid program. Saturday afternoon, everybody, and it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Let me tell you, and so, so for those the newcomers around, I'm Rich Orris, your host of Right at Home with Rich, and we'll be with you for the next hour. To we've got a we've got a lot for you. Got a great show for you today. I, I absolutely can't wait to get this thing started. Um, got a great, and I, and I feel great being back from vacation. Finally, I was kind of on a little hiatus there for a little while. Welcome so back Rich. Hey, thanks for having me back. You know, I appreciate <laughs> even, you know, kind of the good to be seen thing here. Um, absolutely love it. And I'm, and I'm glad to be back around and we've got some great stuff for you today. We're going to be, we're going to be mixing it up a little bit, pun intended, but we're going to be talking about concrete today and first day of spring was was Wednesday, um, so it's time to talk outside, time to talk concrete, and I know we're in St. Louis, but I'm not talking about Ted Drew's now. I'm, I'm talking about a, the actual concrete. This is for your home. This is for your house. This is for your driveway, so we got a ton going on. We're, one of our secrets here today is... Um, what are the three most important things you should really do for a new concrete job to just make it last long, to get great lasting value out of it? And I want to hear from everybody. So give us a call, 314-241-9797, and even give us your guess on what you think. I want to tease this out just a little bit. Give us your guess on what you think these three things that you really need to do to get lasting value out of concrete might be. And uh, also, when you do call in, I want to remind you to leave a phone number and you will be eligible. Even if you call in with a guest, you'll be eligible for our gift card giveaway. That's Stefanina's uh, Italian Restaurant Pizzeria gift card giveaway. It's a $25 gift card. We give one away every week. And leave a phone number when you call in. Ask me a question on the air or give your best guess. And we'll let you know if you're right or not. And we'll get you on that list. We'll pick one lucky Listener at the end of the show, and you will win the $25 Stefanina's uh, gift card. And we'll just call you next week, get your information, and get that gift card out to you. It's so easy to do. But I want to get, I really want to get straight into this because I'm so excited about it. And, and I, wanted, I wanted to push out there too my hack today in the middle of the show, an, another good one that you're not going to want to miss out on that Larry actually helped me with here of 
why should you shovel your concrete even if you're not going to be using it, even if you're not leaving the house? So back here with me today in the studio, Larry O'Harver of B&W Concrete, one of our trade partners in the industry that we use for all of our concrete projects here at Mosby Building Arts, is in with me today. Larry, how you doing this afternoon? Good, Rich. Thanks for having me on there. Hey, no problem. I, I appreciate you coming, and we do, you know, a ton of work together. We got a we got a lot that you know you do all of Mosby's concrete um, for us, and you are that selected trade partner that we use for basically all of the concrete that we put in when we do a job at Mosby Building Arts. And I want to get in a little layer in the show too about not just that partnership, but why, why does it need to be there and, and when's it make a lot of sense to use it? But, um, I, I really want to get started on who you guys are and how they can get a hold of you and, and things like that. So can you just maybe give a little quick history on B&W Concrete and, and who you are and how long you've been around and all that? B&W Concrete started out as a foundation company in 1973. And since then, we've expanded into a full-service concrete company. We can provide foundation and flat work needs. Uh, we specialize in quality, attention to detail. Uh, we pride ourselves in doing it right the first time. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things I, I definitely wanted to um, – you know, bring up in, in that partnership is not only that, that partnership in the companies and, and how we run and how we think, and, you know, we've selected you guys because of that service that you provide the quality along with it, but also at my house and, and, you know, it, it brings to light. And I've talked about this a, a, a few months ago, but I wanted to bring it back up. We were on this subject that, you know, how you looked at my sidewalk different than anybody else and, you know, really thought outside the box on a uh, correct fix on trying to prevent a maintenance issue down the road. And so for everybody out there, if, if, you, if you didn't hear it a few months ago, so my sidewalk has a couple of steps in it, you know, coming up to the porch and I had street creep. And, and we can even touch on that because there's probably a lot of people that have no idea what street creep even is. But imagine the street in front of your house pushing the sidewalk into your foundation. It was literally shoving into the foundation of my front porch. And it, it cracked and lifted up. And somebody had replaced that section already a few years back before I had even bought the house. And it was lifted up, cracked in half, kind of like a little ramp to, you know, once you hit the top of the step where this crack was. And so I brought you in, Larry, and said, you know, I just need this one little area done, but, you know, can you get that taken care of for me? And kind of describe the idea that you came up with on that sidewalk on how to try and make that work out, you know, better and what was kind of wrong with it the first time when they did it, the, the actual second time they did it. Well, when they originally built your house, obviously you wasn't there and I wasn't there, but yeah, <laughs> they did it. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah. They did it the typical way you would do a sidewalk going from the private walk to the, to the front porch. And the st street creep was forcing the street into the public walk and the public walk into the private walk into the foundation of your porch. 
Thankfully, the sidewalk failed and didn't crack your house foundation, which can happen with street creep. So when I looked at it, it was obvious that it had been repaired one time and it failed again. So I thought we need to give this thing a place to go. And with the sidewalk, you have to be careful with using really thick expansion because it can become a trip hazard. Yeah. Uh, a lady with high-heeled shoes or something. And so what we did, we poured the one landing further than we needed to, and then we put a bond break on the step that sat on it. So we essentially created a slip joint there. Yeah. And so far, it's been performing very well. Yes, absolutely. And, and basically, to simplify that, it's just giving – the one section of concrete room to, to move and slide back and forth on top of the other section of concrete so that it's not getting pinched anymore. So if you, the street creep does happen, you know, it's got somewhere to go. It can actually take some of that, that given everything. And, and the city came by and cut a piece of the front walk and put the asphalt and everything in, but it was still probably connected underneath and still happening, even though they put that in. That asphalt has never changed, you know, and, and the, the use of that asphalt is really to give it an area to smash because the asphalt's softer and it's never moved, but that street creep continued to happen probably from the concrete's joining, you know, underneath, which is going to, you know, get into the base of the concrete and how you do all that and getting that right, you know, a little bit later. Um, I think what we'll do is get into our first break here. I want to remind everybody to... You know, give us a shout, even call in with those guesses on the, the three steps of that good concrete, 314-241-9797. And, Tim, if you can hang on the line, we'll get to you when we get back also. All right, here we go. I'm back from vacation. We're having a great time. My favorite hour of the week, as I always say. Got Tim on the line. We'll get to, get to you real fast here in just a sec. Tim, want to remind everybody to uh, give us a call, 314-241-9797. So a couple things you could do is you can guess about these three steps to really good, proper, long-lasting concrete. I'd almost even invite you to, you know, if, if you think you know, take a guess at my hack um, because there's good reason to shovel your concrete, even if you're not going to leave the home, even if you're not going to be using it. So if you think, well, why would, why would that even matter? We got a great thing coming up in the next segment. So if you think you know that you, I'll, I'll let you bust me on this one and, and I'll be, I'll be actually really excited if, if you have that, that knowledge and have thought that much into concrete there. Um, so give us a shout, get in on the conversation with me and Larry, 314-241-9797. So, Larry, I think we'll get right into Tim here. and Let's see. Uh, he's got a driveway question for us. Tim, are you on the line? Hi, Rich. Yes, I am. Hi. Hey, thanks for holding through the break. What do you got well, going on? Well, I've got a uh, driveway. Part of my driveway, It's um, you mentioned that street creep. The right-hand side of the driveway is raised up about an inch. The left-hand side is fine, but the right-hand side is about an inch. I, just want to, I guess that's that street creep from the street, I guess. Is that what's causing it? Um, so is it where the driveway meets the garage? Um, actually, um, or is it one of the slabs somewhere in the driveway? It's one of the slabs inside the driveway. It's not touching the, the road itself, but it's like okay. it's the next slab. Like, And so on one side of it, it's still level and flush where it's always been. And on the other side, it's up an inch. 
Yes, inch or two. Yes, Rich. Uh huh. That's that's pretty interesting because um, most of the reasons I've seen concrete go up like that is from freezing and and you know not having a real great you know base and more dirt underneath there and it actually the ground expands and lifts that that concrete up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're beyond that, and usually it'll go back down as that ground gets wet and thaws and, and does all that. If it hasn't gone back down, that's a pretty good question. Larry, you got any thoughts on why it would be up? My other thought would be, you know, usually one side's down, so then the other side's up. But if the other side's not down, you know, sinking, raising the one side, it kind of gets me stuck in a quandary here a little bit. You have any thoughts, Larry? Well, you was 100% right, the... The frost will heave it up. Sometimes yeah. it takes a while for it to go down. But a lot of times street creep will do that because I've looked at several jobs, and when I tell the people they have street creep, at first they think, you know, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And then I show them where the expansion joints are completely collapsed, and then the driveway starts basically trying to stack itself on top of each other, sort of like your sidewalk was doing. Yeah. So there's a very good chance this is street creep. Okay. Yeah, so so that could be what's going on for you there, Tim. Okay. Um, so, and and honestly, in getting something like that, um, you know, taken care of, I would definitely say, you know, there's there's a couple professionals, and there's few ways to there's there's few different ways to take care of you know um, street creep and and different concrete issues like this and and. You know, two of the companies that I would recommend in looking at the different ways, one very, very different from the others, obviously B&W Concrete, I'd say you're looking for concrete to be replaced. I got the best guy in St. Louis right here to get you taken care of. But if it is something that, um, you know, Helitech takes care of mud jacking and, you know, different things like that too. So if you're looking for a different type of, of correction that, you know, some have more lasting value than others as far as timeline and stuff like that, or, you know, how long a warranty might be or not, but there's different ways to fix it. And that's the two companies I would really lean towards to say, is there something that can be done? And they lean on each other a lot too, to where, you know, Helitech would definitely let you know, wait a minute, this is, you need concrete. This is beyond anything we could handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but if you were just saying, you know what, I just need some new concrete and want to make sure I take care of this issue while I do my new concrete, then I would a hundred percent every day say, get with, get with Larry here at B&W Concrete and have him come out and take a look at it. And he can identify those issues just okay. like he did, not not even like he does it, you know, for Mosby all the time, but just like he did at my house too, to say, you know, here's really what's going on and here's really a fix that'll help get you, you know, a longer lifespan out of that. So um, I would, so, and for everybody out there, you know, you can give B&W uh, Concrete a call at 636-458-3626. Okay, thank and you, Rich. They can get you taken care of. Absolutely, no problem, Tim. Thanks for calling in. Um, Have a good day. You too. Definitely great, uh, you know, great question and, and something we see, you know, all the time. Like, obviously, I've seen it at my house, and um, we see it all over St. Louis. And, and um, you know, a lot of the ground is what causes that. And, and to kind of, um, 
just describe that for people a little bit. And Larry, I'm going to ask you here in a sec, just to cut in and, and help make sure I've described this properly. But if you imagine like the concrete road, just sliding. So like in front of my house, it's on a curve. So as people drive around that curve, the weight of the vehicle gripping that road is actually pushing that road as they're curving to the right. They're pushing that road to the left towards my house. I've actually seen this one time in, in, I'm sure it's happened more than once, but I've seen it in a garage where I, I don't know how hard you have to pull in and stop, or maybe even if there's something to do with how they pour the floor that helps, you know, create that issue happening. But I've seen a garage floor just doing it from inside the garage, like someone pulling in. And when your car stops, you know, if you have to stop hard, you're putting a lot of force on that road. So if you're pulling in kind of fast and stopping hard in your garage, you're pushing that towards your house. Um, what, what do you think, Larry? Does that sound like a pretty good explanation of why that, that road moves? That's exactly why the road moves. A lot of times, like on your side of the street, it was pushing your sidewalk into your your uh, porch foundation. Yeah. The other side of the street, there will be a gap there because the street's coming towards you, going away from the other property. Most of the time in a garage, I've never seen street creep in a garage, but, mm-hmm. you know, first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times, the driveway is actually forcing the garage floor into through, the house, through, yep. the, through the back wall. And we see that a lot. So it's important to get it fixed because it can ruin your, your house foundation. Yeah, yeah. And so the type of ground and the base that you use, am I correct on the fact that that kind of helps promote this if you don't do a good enough base? Or, you know, I know like it happens, they say it happens a lot out in O'Fallon because we've just got so much clay and everything that, you know, everything kind of sits on top and, and, and allows that movement on the top. So is that why some of that moves like that more so like in one area than another? Yeah. Old Fallon has a lot of trouble with street creep and yeah, it has a lot to do with the base that's put underneath them roads, which, you know, we don't have any control over. So when we install a new driveway, we have to make sure we put plenty of expansion joints in there to let the driveway absorb that without driving it into your house foundation. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot that, you know, and one of the things we've been kind of playing around about is what are what are some of those three things that you need to do to really make, you know, concrete last and, and work well when you get it put in and, and, you know, a, a comment and, and kind of questions and what I'm trying to explain all the time to people. And this will play in here in a little bit on these answers, but, you know, I get a lot of, one of the biggest questions I probably get as a consultant for Mosby Building Arts out there talking to people about their home and their issues and remodeling and different projects is, you know, how does one concrete job, how could it cost so much differently than another, you know, and, and, and how can you get such a variation in, you know, the cost of, I need a new driveway. Why is one concrete company, you know, two thirds or twice, you know, what another one might be or, you know, things like that. And, and I think the answer kind of plays into, you know, the answer to that question feeds right into this three answers of how you do. And there's more than three, but this is just probably like our favorite top three things that we think you'd want to for sure do. So I want to, we'll, 
So in the next segment, we'll get into all of that because I want to get the answers out there. We also got a whole line of calls here that I want to try and get into. But we got a hard break here. So if everybody can hold the line and if everybody can come back after the break and we'll get into those answers and that hack right when we get back. All right, we are back and it's time. It's finally time, folks, for Rich's Right at Home Hacks. And we've got a good one today because, honestly, it's something I've been dealing with for years but just never really thought of it to this level until talking a little bit this this week with Larry about what we were going to go over on the show for you guys. And so the question is, why would you shovel your concrete even if you weren't going to be using it? So now imagine, you know, it snows like four inches and um, – you know, four to six or something. And we've had some good snows this year. And so immediately the first thing that happens is it's going to insulate the concrete, you know, like snow does, they tell you dig a hole, get down there. It's like an insulation, but as time passes, it's going to warm up when the sun comes out the next day or days later, and it starts to melt that snow and the snows, you know, it's melting down. It's going from five inches to four inches and all that water's running down to your concrete. It's getting inside the concrete. It's getting into the pores of those concrete. And then you hit that overnight low. Everything refreezes. It starts to expand inside the pores of the concrete. And, and imagine, you know, like the a, a tiny pore of a concrete. Imagine it's like a, a Coke can. And it's full of a liquid and you leave that outside, it freezes. What happens? That can blows up. It explodes, destroys everything. And that's exactly what happens to your concrete. So as that happens day after day, if it takes a week to, to get all that snow to melt off your sidewalk, your driveway, whatever it is, imagine that happening and refreezing and thawing and refreezing and thawing every day and just causing all that damage on your concrete, inside of the concrete. And what I mean by I've been dealing with this for years and years is when you think about roofing, we think about ice damming and how, you know, it, it, it melts and it refreezes at the overhangs and it literally expands and grows underneath the roofing shingles and causes roof leaks at the edge of your roof. We have, the industry has changed the way roofs are installed because of snow melting and refreezing and damaging roofs. And I think it's time we change, you know, the industry changes the way we do concrete and we start thinking about this, you know, with our concrete, with every concrete job. So the reason to shovel that off is to eliminate that, get it off there right away. And you just eliminate days and days of that freezing and rethawing and then that expansion inside the pores causing pop outs and, and, you know, damage to your concrete over and over again. And this will lead our conversation in a little bit into, you know, sealing the concrete. But what I think I want to do now, Larry, is we've got some people waiting on the line. So I'm going to get to Linda and I appreciate everybody hanging on here because I think Linda's question might play right into this. Linda, are you still with us? Yes, I am. My city redid um, the street because they thought it was a blind hill. Uh-huh. And, and it's so funny, it's still a blind hill. But anyway, I'm at the top of the hill, and they took my driveway out and put a brand-new driveway in. 
But now I have chunks of holes, I mean, chunks and pieces missing out of the driveway on top. It's like there's little holes all over the place. Some of them are bigger. They're, sure. they're larger. So, and I'm thinking, do I fill the holes in or, you know, I don't know what to do. Are, are most of them like the size of a quarter or maybe a half dollar and you kind of see like a rock at the bottom of them? Right, right. Exactly. Hey, Larry, you want to you wanna touch real quick on why that's happening and what that is? We call that a pop-out. And a pop-out is because a rock, a piece of aggregate, was saturated because of all the moisture coming down through it. And then it froze, and it basically broke that rock and popped the top off the concrete. There's no way of eliminating pop-outs. We reduce pop-outs by using a very good aggregate, a good hard limestone aggregate. The other way you can, um, the other steps that can be taken to reduce them more is for the concrete to be sealed because you're going to keep all that surface water out. And the other one is... Yeah, I'm thinking the city didn't seal it because afterwards some people were telling me that and I thought, well, they had to have sealed it, but I don't think they did. Most people don't seal their concrete. They just have issues like this. So all exterior concrete should be sealed because of all the freeze-thaw cycles in the St. Louis area. Yeah, and so so I would say the city more than likely did not. There's, there's a 95% chance they did not put a sealer on it. Um, but it does also play into what type of rock they used and things like that. And, you know, to doing a whole lot of work, saving money, they probably lightened up their mix and, and, you know, don't get too crazy with the best stone, you know, aggregate out there to, to save cost on a whole lot of work or they're, you know, having contractors bid on this work and, the low, if the lowest price wins, you're getting a, a lesser mix of concrete that's just not as good. Um, right. So, they, they had to redo the sidewalks. I noticed the sidewalks on either side of the street. Mm-hmm. They were taking out pieces of the sidewalk and replacing it all along in some years, a couple years later. Yeah, yeah. And and I've totally, like, I've out in my neighborhood, out in O'Fallon, I've watched them tear out sections of sidewalk that have absolutely no rock base underneath them whatsoever and just pour them back with no rock base whatsoever. So they're not always trying to do the best thing possible when they're doing that. And I'm not, I don't understand particularly why, but so Linda, in your case with having the the pop outs that you have now, the the issue that you're really going to be up against is you can fill them but it will it will look different. It'll still stand out because what you're filling them with is going to be a different color of the concrete that you have now. And what you fill them with will eventually pop back out again. So anything you do on top of that, shy from ripping that concrete out and starting over and then making sure you seal it and do everything you can to, you know, and we're not talking about eliminating pops up. We're talking about lowering the the likelihood that they happen maybe you get 10 instead of 100 when you treat your concrete properly but you know proper concrete is going to be the only no all end all answer but you can fill them know that they'll pop back out later as the freeze thaw that happens seal it that'll help hold it in there for a while 
You can put a coating on top of that entire driveway, but that coating is only as good as its base. That's another thing I see all the time is I'll just put like this coating over the whole driveway and then it looks, it looks great for two to five years. And then that coating starts doing the same thing. You're getting the pop outs underneath the coating and it's taking the coating off with it. So because of the base, what's the yep. base? What's because okay. that, yeah, if the concrete underneath it's doing that, it, it will always want to do that and it'll kind of return to that, even if you put something on top of it. So it really just depends on how far you want to take it. You could take some, you know, some concrete patcher, fill, fill a lot of the holes you have now, put some sealer on it and hope for the best. It'll kind of look polka dotted because of the color. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. you know, to not me good, too. Not a good thing when you're going to sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's something I want to get in here a little bit with Larry too, a little bit later is, you know, why does this happen with new construction, you know, mass projects like that or city work, you know, stuff like that. So, cause there's, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot that plays into how you perform in, in concrete and everything. To really yeah, I make would like it to last. Ask the city of Maryland Heights that question myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could get a straight answer, I would. I would be impressed by you, Linda. Absolutely. I don't know that you can, but, but I don't I, think I will. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, I appreciate your call, and uh, Thank you very much. you're very welcome. So, and it's definitely something that you know happens a lot, and you know we hear about a lot, and all of that. So. Um, you know, it's it's going on quite a bit. So I'm going to take one more call here before our next break. And uh, let's get to uh, Steve here. Steve, are you with us? Yeah. Hey, what do you got going on? No, I just uh, was curious. Uh, on, you guys were talking about the pop-outs and the concrete. And what's the, I on all concrete that I see poured now, I see the pop-outs in it. But then the concrete that, that I see those poured, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago looks way better. And what's the difference? What well, do you think about that, Larry? The, there are several variables there. Um, a lot of times I, I hear that and, you know, that that's not the case. There are pop-outs in it. It's just the surfaces worn it don't stand out as bad. But you're absolutely right. A lot of the concrete poured today, it looks like pop-out city. And it just goes to a bad, cheap mix design. You know, they've they skipped steps. They're replacing Portland cement with with admixtures uh, to reduce the cost, and they're going with the cheapest aggregates available to further aggregate, and that's what you get. Yeah, I guess it's, I live in uh, Forest, and I'm just looking right now at all the streets, and all the new stuff just looks bad, and all the old stuff that's tanner. Uh, has no pop outs in it, and I know they weren't sealing it. And you know, it look it's good and it's solid, and uh, and it's almost all the new stuff is grayish, and the old stuff is uh, reddish. Yeah, well, the old stuff that's reddish. Are you talking about the aggregates or the look of the concrete? I'm talking about the look of the concrete. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna see some of the aggregate in it. Yeah, well, I think the red reddish that you're that you're seeing is the cement service is worn down and you're seeing the Miramax yeah. sand. But uh, so you're so this, these already had like pop ups in it and that what I'm seeing is uh the aggregate stone underneath it. Yeah, well I think the cement surface is worn and you're you're seeing your what we call the fine aggregates, the sand, the coarse sands. But yeah, it, 
Go ahead. Even then, it still looks like it doesn't seem to have breaks in it. It seems, I know, in solid. You know, I know, I see a big difference. I don't. Uh, yeah. I do see some really good, awesome concrete jobs, and then I just see a lot of stuff now that it's just really bad. Yep. Well, I think the short answer is the original streets. There was probably more attention paid to the mixed design that was spec'd out. And the people took the time to properly install it and go through the proper finishing steps to assure good streets. The you know the proofs right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And and they're, the, I I I truly think a lot of it is is finishing steps for sure. And that's definitely something that um, I want to get into here in the last segment. And um, it's it's actually one of our answers of the three things that really needs to happen to make concrete better and last longer is, you know, what are those finishing steps? How do you finish it so that you're getting less, you know, issues down the road and everything. So, uh, Hey Steve, I appreciate the call. Uh, great question. And it's something Thank I've you. noticed, um, you know, quite a bit out there, but so I think what we'll do is we'll get into our last break here. And when we come back, I want to kind of touch on those, those answers of the three things of, um, you know, what really makes it good. So I think that's uh, what we'll jump into next. All right, this is it. Time is almost up. Man, Larry, we got so much information to get out. We're going to have to do this again in, in about a month or something because we haven't touched on on probably a third of what I was kind of hoping for. But this is good because we've got some some great calls in. Um, and we've got some great information out there. So real quick, what I want to let people know too, that, um, around Mosby things going on in April, we have a kitchen seminar coming up on April 27th. And this is really exciting one to me because it's going to be held at top golf. It'll be at 10 30 AM, April 27th. It's out in Chesterfield off of highway 40. If you haven't seen the giant top golf thing, um, it talk about an amazing place, an amazing place to even go and just see. So I do want to let everybody know though, it's, it's, it's in the meeting room there. So if you want to, you know, walk around and take a look at the place or you haven't been there, you know, before or after that's perfectly fine. Um, the, but this does not include any golf or anything. So, and if you haven't been there, if you want to maybe try out top golf after this seminar, I would highly recommend calling them up or going on their, their app deal and, and making a reservation because Saturdays are booked solid at this place. And they usually have two hour waits to, to get a station out there. So if you're a fan of top golf and you're looking for a kitchen, April 27th, you can get all the information on kitchens that you need from Mosby building arts, 10 30 AM. We'd love to see you out there. You can check it out. Um, you can register online at our website, callmosby.com, or just call the office if uh, if you want, 314-909-1800, and get registered for that. So, Larry, I want to I go real quick here. Uh, the three things that are most important in, in getting some good, lasting concrete, what would you say your top three items are? Um, a good base under the concrete. Absolutely, yep. A good concrete mix design, mm-hmm. and all the proper in- installation um, steps. Don't skip any steps in placing yeah. it and in finishing it. Yeah, yeah, and and I know these are 
these are a little broad, but so the issue is it's kind of like sealing your concrete. Um, there's different sealer for different types of concrete finishes or different types of concrete applications. So, you know, we don't always recommend, there's not like one sealer you put on every piece of concrete. Correct. Um, and, and these answers are kind of the same way in a mixed design. You're not going to have the same mixed design for every application of concrete. Um, but so for example, if you were doing a driveway, what are we kind of talking about in mixed design? I would want six sacks of Portland cement per cubic yard, not okay. a bunch of admixtures in there, um, to reduce the cement. I would also want very good aggregates, a good, hard, state-approved limestone aggregate. And then I would want to run a mid-range water reducer so it don't take as much water to make the mix workable. Yeah, yep. So these these steps are so important in, in getting them right the first time. And, you know, kind of like talking with Linda about how, you know, the city and the different stuff, and, you know, they probably don't monitor real well how that stuff is done once they're like, yep, go, go fix all this. We've got a contract with you. We've got a great price. And, and they just got these people out there doing it. And, you know, it's, it's about getting that stuff right. So even when you think about the base, you know, a good base, you think concrete's so hard and everything. Well, you know, even on asphalt, they get such a good base underneath it. That's even how asphalt lasts being so much thinner and so much softer than concrete, it's the base that actually the base is more important in asphalt than it is the actual asphalt. Um, so it's still important with concrete and with all these other applications to get that base correct. And a lot of people just think, no, it's good. It's concrete. It's hard. We'll put something in it. It'll be great. You know, so definitely high importance to, uh, you know, getting that done right. So we've only got a minute left. So I want to invite everybody for sure um, to, uh, you know, give B&W a call, anything you're looking at concrete wise, you know, um, get with them and, and, you know, Larry will come out and they will get you taken care of 636-458-3626. They can get all that stuff done for you and get it done the right way, just like they do on a daily basis for Mosby Building Arts. So, hey, I want to Thank you for coming in with me today. We're going to do this again soon. I want to thank all the callers. I wish I could have got through all of them. Um, and I want to also say that uh, Linda has uh, won the uh, gift card. We pulled her name out of the hat. So we'll be contacting Linda next week. And uh, I'm looking forward. Now I'm back in town. I'm going to be talking to everybody next week. Get more at 971talk.com.